0: Welcome to NOW Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow NOW Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NOWChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Man, how many of you love Jesus? That wasn't a rhetorical question. How many of you love Jesus? Yes, 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 yes. I really do. I'm just so mindful when we get these opportunities to be together in his presence and just grateful for the house that we're a part of, grateful for the team that God has built and developed here. Uh, I'm not preaching, by the way, um, but, <laughs> but we've, had, we've had some great weeks of services and just the word of the Lord coming forth and a cool season with the heart for the house and all the things that are going on. I don't know if they, did they already start the barbecue and the food when you were walking in yet? Oh, it's coming. So you're going to be smelling that probably about halfway through the rest of the service. Uh, so we got some great stuff going on. But I just count it a privilege and an honor. Um, we've been able to really, from right here in Ocala, Florida, right here in central Florida, we've had a chance to experience and I believe even to impact different nations in the earth. Yeah. And our pastor is on his 70, I think 5th nation, and he has a goal for 100. Uh, I'm at about 40 something and many of you have traveled all over the world, but I don't think it is a coincidence when God connects us with people who are of like spirit. Yeah. Right. And it's really hard to find folks that you can trust and you can you can just be yourself with and comfortable with and I'm just so grateful. That God has connected us with the guests that we have. And you know what? From now on, he's not a guest. They are not guests. They are part of this family. (laughs) They are part of this house. So uh, if you could do me a favor and welcome one of our... If if you've not heard him, you're going to love him. If you have heard him, you're going to love him. Um, Do me a favor. Stand up on your feet and let's give Pastor Genia a good, fantastic (laughs) Pastor Genia and Vera. Now, church, welcome. Welcome home, my man. Love you, so
1: Come on, guys. Let's give it up for Jesus, everyone in this place. Come on! Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for your warm welcome. Thank you. Please be seated. I just want you to know, as soon as I smell that barbecue, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm, I'm, if I'm in the middle of the message, don't please. It's not personal, okay? It's, it's just uh, something about... American barbecue. Anybody can say amen? Yes, yes. How are you all doing? I brought my lovely, amazing, beautiful, uh, oh, I, uh, Vera, come on, stand up, Vera. This is, yeah, no, I did not forget your name. This is my Vera and my, my beautiful Diana. Diana is not married yet. We are still looking. I, I, think, I think she is still looking, but we are helping. Maybe Ocala is a destination. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful place. You guys live in a paradise. Come on. Yes. Amen. Uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, last February, I got my green card. Finally. Praise the Lord. So, I am officially almost American, almost American. And uh, uh, you guys, many of you who heard me before, you guys know that uh, we started a church in Miami about five or six years ago. So, a couple of years ago, we handed that that church over to an American pastor, and he's doing fantastic work. And by the way, we handed it to him, and pandemic hits. Come on, somebody. So, that's like... That's like crazy. Uh, you know, we always knew that when we got, when, when we, both of us, we hit 50, we're going to start traveling ministry. And uh, we decided we're going to start a ministry. It's called Kasevich International. And uh, everything was set up January last year, January 2020. Everything was brilliant. It was awesome. I was supposed to come to you guys in May. But, you know, in March, everything shuts down. We, we stopped everything, all operation, everything was stopped. And uh, so what do you do? You, you need to turn on your face. Yes. Come on, somebody, yes? So Vera and myself, we looked at each other and we are like, she said, you have a PhD in music. I mean, you have to make something. You have to support the family or do something. Come on. Who went through hard times back in, back in last March, you know, April, May? So she said, you got a PhD in music, use it. So I took my diploma. I never used my PhD diploma at all because I was always in ministry, always been pastoring, always been traveling. I took my diploma. I did, you know, I I did this to my (laughs) diploma. And I said, I'm going to use it. So with God's grace, God gave me a, a, a job as a music therapist. Music. So basically they said, we want you to go to these kids' places. Uh, Most of them, they are, uh, you know, um, kids with uh, autistic kids, some sort of disease and stuff like that. So you would go to this place. and, uh, and, And I said, what should I do? And they said, play music for them. I said, I can do that. I can be Lindsay for those kids. So I'm going to those places. True story. And I play worship music for them for one hour, and government pay me a salary for that. I mean, how cool is our God? And can I say you this? Maybe you're going through some some tough time in your life, and you are saying, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Let, let, let me tell you this. My mom would be so happy I'm saying this right now. Because she would say, Zhenya one day you, be, you would need your diploma, she would say. She, and after 30 years, I did this. And I'm like, mom, I took my diploma. I'm using it. Listen, our God is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He knows everything what we are going through in our lives. And if what you're doing right now doesn't make any sense to you right now, just wait for 30 years, okay? (laughs) Just wait for 30 years. years. Come on, turn to somebody and say, he's talking right to you right now, amen. (laughs) I love now church. I love this church. This is a church of heroes. This is a church of heroes and um, um, I got this message this morning. It's called unknown legends, unknown legends. Wherever time I can see at the church like this, I can see bunch, dozens and hundreds of unknown legends. Maybe nobody knows your name today, but you know what God does. God knows your name. I've been preaching for 23 years and... You know, as a preacher, you always speak about those characters from the Bible which everyone knows about. The legends everyone preaching about. And you know what? The list of those legends is not that big in the Bible. You preach about David and Paul, Joshua and Ruth. You preach about Raham and Abraham. You know, 40, maybe 50 names. And you go all over them during your preaching lifetime. Come on, somebody. You, during 50 years, you should preach about each and every one of those guys. Yes? yes. And the, the ones you like the most, you preach maybe twice about, <laughs> about <laughs> them. Because they impacted your own life the, most, the biggest way as a preacher. But I can tell you this. It is not a full list. And never meant to be. I mean list of legends. Never meant to be. There are hidden, unnamed, and even unknown legends in the kingdom of God. And the full list of those names we will see somewhere there. It is not here on this earth. It is somewhere there. And can I say this? It does exist. It does exist. I grew up in the Soviet Union. Both of us, we grew up in the Soviet Union. And both of us, we were born 25 years after the victory in World War II. Our country, Soviet Union, officially lost 20 million people, 20 million heroes. Some of those heroes became legends for us, Soviet children. We knew their names. Streets were named after them. Parents would call their kids with the names of those heroes, organizations, and stuff like that. But then in every city, town, or a small village, without exception, there was and still is a huge unnamed monument to the unknown soldier. That's what everybody would call them, unknown soldiers. These monuments were built usually in the most visible, often central part of the town. Always being one person without... A, do we have any, any pictures of those unnamed soldiers? Always being one person without a name who would represent millions of unnamed legends who would lose their lives and pay the ultimate price for victory. I know in the USA, you guys also have those monuments. At one of those monuments in the United States, in this country, it says this. Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. It is true and relevant for the kingdom of God. There are millions in that list of legends. Unnamed. unknown. You are sitting behind, behind, beside this legend right now. Millions of them. Maybe we are unknown and, uh, you know, unnamed in this age. But today I want to speak about three of those guys from the Bible. We don't know their names. But uh, you will see they are legends in the Bible. And number one is this. Legend number one. Unknown legend number one. His name is. We don't know his name. But Bible tells him. (laughs) But Bible tells his name is Roman centurion. God is talking about him as a Roman centurion. He was a nice guy. He loved God. I, I believe he. Maybe he was even you know. He did not know God. But he already loved God. He was very good to his people. And one of the. One of his servants got sick one day. And he would send people because he knew that Jesus was very nearby. So he would uh, send people to bring Jesus because he had faith that Jesus could heal this man. So his servants, um, um, you know, they went and uh, they asked Jesus to come to heal this man. In Luke chapter 7 verse 6 it says this. So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers. And I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go. Or come, and they come. Like normal American family with teenagers, right? (laughs) (laughs) And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard, oh come on! I need to stay to just pause for. When Jesus heard this, do you see anything here? When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Usually, when Bible said Jesus is amazed, is about people's unbelief. But in this particular story, he was amazed because of faith of someone. He was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you. He was turning to the guys who who were with him all the time. And he would say, I tell you guys, even in Israel, I have not seen faith like this. And when the officer's friend returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. As I mentioned, 2020 was an amazing year. It was hard, but it was amazing. And I believe God was looking at us because he was looking for some faith seeds inside of us. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It, it is, what what matters is how, re, how you react on what happens to you. Am I right or not? Amen. This Roman soldier was a Gentile. And Jesus was totally amazed by the faith of someone who was not from Israel. In our days, or in our society, he would be just a normal sinner, probably, or even the person of other religion. And Jesus said to the followers, I will paraphrase this a little bit, he would say to the followers, he would say, guys, even in the church, he said, "Even in but in Israel, even in the church, I have not seen such faith." Yeah, we need to realize that Jesus is not really impressed with our Christian religion, religious routines. Right. You can call yourself Christians as much as you want, but let me tell you this: God is impressed by our faith and our faith only. Can you say, "Amen"? Amen. Come on, let, let's clap everybody. Amen. When we are talking about church and faith, it should be obvious. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Everybody in church should have faith. But you know what? <laughs> Not always. You will be in shock how many church people, even pastors these days, they're losing their faith today. We can see that over and over and over in this shaking world, nothing is obvious. Right. Nothing is obvious. Many institutions are changing, and we need to make sure we build the church. On the cornerstone, come on somebody, on Jesus, on faith, nothing is obvious. What is obvious for you may not be obvious for someone else. What is obvious for the leadership team may not be obvious for the person who came to the church for the first time in their lives. (laughs) I, I mentioned to you, I got... I got a green card last February, and uh, finally I did my exam and got my permanent driver's license. Come on, hallelujah. So I do have a driver's license. Every time I came to now church in previous years, I did not have a driver's license. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used my Ukrainian driver's license. <laughs> it, they never expire. True story, they expire in 2063 my Ukrainian driver's license. I can show you later. Anyway, uh, somebody told me, I think it was Lindsay, he said, you need American driver's license. I said, okay, I'm gonna get one. So I went and I did the exam, you know, how you do the exam. They give you like 50 questions and uh, you can actually have 10 mistakes, which was kind of like weird to me. I mean... They give you 20% of bad decisions on a road? <laughs> so, so from 50 situations, you can make a bad decision in 10 of them. Come on, that's a good driving right there. <laughs> Anyway, so they give, listen, I'm talking about what is obvious for one person might not be obvious for some other people. Listen, one of the questions, I really loved it. I actually took a picture of that question. I want to read that question to you guys. Maybe you will help me to realize what they're talking about. Okay, you are driving on a highway and decided to connect your MP3 or iPhone to listen to music. You can do it if, number one, if it, take, it, it, it will take you not more than seven seconds to connect the player. I thought, I might do it under seven seconds, that's great. <laughs> number two, you slow down to 35 miles per hour and connect the player. Number three, you stop in the middle of the road Yara yes, said that would what she would do right now <laughs> and connect the player. And number four, you should never try connecting the player while driving. Come on. You know, not everybody is clapping in this church. Maybe you're sitting and thinking, I would choose number three. This is obvious, guys. <laughs> now, our pastor in Miami, he has a 20 years of experience as a policeman in New York. I mean, what a place to be a policeman. Wow, yeah. So, he, when I told him this story, he said, Jenya, you would not believe how many people would answer the wrong, give the wrong answer to this question. And that's what I'm saying. What is obvious to us. Right. Might not be obvious to someone else. Are you agree with this, guys? You think it is obvious, but it is not obvious for so many people. When we are talking about church, we talk faith. Jesus turned to his followers and I said, guys, I mean, some of those followers were probably his disciples. Guys, you need to see this guy. Hey, come, see him he's a legend right there and we don't know his name he's roman centurion we don't know maybe his name was i don't know alfredo i mean he's italian right Right. pasquale (laughs) not lindsay bro sorry In Luke chapter 8, verse 18, verse 8, it says this, When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? How many? Jesus did not say, how many will he find who would go to the church on Sunday morning at 9 a.m.? Coming to church is amazing. It's great. And I mean, why not to come to now church? It is absolutely awesome. Everything about this place. But Jesus is not impressed by that. Jesus impressed. How do we react on our problems on Tuesday night? Yeah. How do we talk to that person who would cut you off in another car? Right in the front of you. Usually Nissan's. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Nissan's. Look, the only thing Jesus is looking in us is our faith. How many he will find faith people on this earth? That's why when Jesus came to this earth, he was looking for faith in any possible circles. He would look for faith among sinners, tax collectors, religious people, Roman soldiers simple fishermen and even prostitutes he did not care he wanted to see some faith in those people the life of faith isn't a spectator sport you need to be a faith person in every circumstance in your life come on can you say amen come on let's give it up for jesus everyone in this place when it comes to the Roman centurion by the way it is the only instance recorded in the gospel when Jesus responded this way. Who is this guy? Usually people would ask this question about Jesus. Who is this man? You remember that? that, that, that people would tell about Jesus. Who is this guy? Who is this man? He can calm up the storm. He can do all of those miracles but This is the only recorded place in the Bible when Jesus, who is this man? Is he a rabbi? No. Is he my disciple? No. At least, is he a Jewish person? No. He was a Roman soldier. A Gentile. A Gentile who had faith. Gentile. I can, I can tell you that's why we need to evangelize because there are so many thousands and tens of thousands of people who have more faith inside of them and they just don't know Jesus yet. But they act like they do have faith. That's why I tell my wife all the time, we, we have this, uh, you know, rule in our family. Anybody can teach us something. Not just church people, anybody. Anybody can teach me faith. Any, can, anybody can teach me perseverance. Anybody can teach me how to break through in life. Come on, somebody. Amen. All right. Are, are you okay with this? Number two. Unknown legend number two. A Canaanite woman. A Canaanite woman. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 22, it says this. And a Canaanite woman from the, that district came out and began to cry out, saying... Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly possessed by a demon. That's verse 22. In verse 26, it says this. And he replied, it is not good, in Amplified Bible it says, not appropriate or fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the pet dogs. She said, yes, Lord. But even the pet dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered to her, Woman, oh come on. Woman, your faith, meaning your personal trust and confidence in my power. Oh, how many of us we would need that personal trust and confidence? in what jesus could do last year how many of us he said woman your faith is great it will be done for you as you wish and her daughter was healed from that moment wow jesus said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just take my bread which i have for this group of people and give it to you and she said she did not say, how could you speak to a woman like that? <laughs> she did not say that. She said, you're right, Lord. But even the dogs can eat from their master's table. We, uh, I never loved dogs. Never, never, ever. Like, uh, but, but three years ago, ago we, bought, we bought this puppy. Her name is Baby. She's a kakapo. Uh, and I was so against it. I mean, we had a perfect life, everything was in order, everything was amazing. And and this baby, I, I'm telling you, her name is Baby, and everybody calls her, hey baby. I said, You know her name? You know it's her name. Her name is Baby. I mean, that puppy stole my heart. I don't I still don't love dogs. I hate them. But I love my dog. Any fathers in the, in, the, in the auditorium? I mean, you don't like other kids, but you love your own. Come on, somebody. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm, I'm just straight. That's, I'm, I'm just saying as it is. Nobody will tell you this. I, I don't like kids, and I don't like dogs. That's it. But I love my kids, and I love my dog, okay? Anyway, I, I need to move forward. So this, this dog... This dog, every time we would sit, uh, you know, at the table. And she would come and she would sit like this. Quietly. She would not bark, would not say anything. She would just sit with her puppy eyes. She's a kakapoo, beautiful dog. Like, uh, and, and she would sit and look at me like this. And I'm are like, go away. I'm not going to give you food. That was happening for two years. On the year number three, God melted my heart. So finally, I started to give her food because I saw those tears coming at, at, at her face like this. <laughs> she said, this lady said, I, I understand. But even the dogs could have something from their master's table. And my question is this. Is it possible that people out there have more faith than people in the inner circle? And the answer is yes, it is possible. Many of us, we used to be in church. Many of us, we were raised in church. Many of us, we would have parents or grandparents who would give us the baton to us. And we kind of like inherit this whole Christianity thing in our lives. But you know what? I really love when you have this raw faith inside of you. When you just got saved. And that faith is genuine. Raw. Powerful. Unlimited. Limitless. Bold. Come on somebody. And the big question is do you really have faith is your face oh oh this is this is the the main question right here if you don't remember anything remember this is your face stops jesus rising his eyebrows or rolling his eyes you remember that movie the iron man and the guy who did Oh, oh not again you know so when jesus looks at me Is his eyebrows go like, who is this guy? Or Jesus goes, not again, baby. By the way, he would look at his disciples many times like that. But in the story of Roman centurion and a Canaanite woman, he would say, whoa, stop, everybody, stop, we need to pause. You need to see this lady. You need to see this guy. Stop everyone. Guys, come quick. My legend number three. The leper who returned and sent Jesus. We all know the story in in Luke chapter 17 verse 11 it starts that 10 lepers uh, they had leprosy and they were standing out at the distance crying out Jesus master have mercy on us. And Jesus said to them go show yourselves to the priest and the Bible is saying and as they went they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now we read from Luke 17 verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face and his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. By the way, can you see that? The first one was a Roman guy, Italian. The second... Legend was a Canaanite woman, not from the Israel nation. This guy was a Samaritan, outsiders, not church people, yeah. Yeah. outsiders. So Jesus answered and he said, "Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner?" And he said to him, Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you. Wow. I love those three stories. Because all of those three stories is about that word faith. When we leave this place, I believe we need to become people of faith in every circumstance. Every day of our lives. Come on somebody. Would you agree with that? Again, we see your face. Canaanite woman, Samaritan leper, Roman soldier, all these people were not church people in a modern sense. But their persistent faith and penitent humility impressed Jesus big time. Jesus was marveled by the, by the faith. That's why he said to the to his crowd, I say to you, even in Israel, I have not found faith like this. See, only because I am a Christian, or you consider yourself a Christian, it does not automatically mean that we have faith. Even closest disciples of Jesus who observed him and observed the way Gentiles trusted him, they admitted that they don't have enough faith and they ask him to increase their faith you know what i don't want to be the one to assume that my level of faith is enough or it is high just because i am a christian for 29 years just because i am a pastor oh you're a pastor you have lots of faith not necessarily not necessarily Just because I am a Christian, because I am a preacher, I am a pastor. As when I read these three stories about those three unknown legends, I constantly need to remind myself when Jesus looks at me on Monday morning, tomorrow. Is he raising his eyebrows or rolling his eyes? Did you receive the word this morning? Come on, guys. Did you receive the word this morning? Amen. Come on. Let's give it up for Jesus one more time. Amen. 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 If that word spoke to you, if that word spoke to you, please stand up with me today. I'm going to pray. Right, Lindsay? Absolutely. You have faith, my brother? I I I know. Let's pray, everybody. I want to leave this place today. And I want my level of faith not to be great and strong because of such an unbelievable preacher we heard this morning. I mean myself. I need to clarify it. Yes, (laughs) I love you guys. That's true. Jesus is looking at our lives and our reaction and our dealings with other people. Do you have faith? With everything we went through in the pandemic times and when we're getting out of it right now, do you have faith? I do. I know she does. I know my daughter does. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We don't want just to assume that because we are in a wonderful congregation and wonderful church gathering every Sunday, that everything is under control. And I'm praying right now about those folks, those people who would agree, I don't have enough faith in me. I need more. Jesus, teach me. Give me more faith. And right now, if that's you, just raise your hand simply so I can pray with you and for you. Father God, thank you for these people. We believe that you are working in these people's lives. And I believe you are raising their level of trust and faith like never before. In every circumstance, in every situation, they will react as a people of faith. Not as the world reacts, but we will react so that you could see us from heaven or with your Holy Spirit right up and close, and you can say, Well done! Well done! I pray in Jesus' mighty name, Amen and Amen. Thank you guys, stay blessed, have faith.
0: Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.